Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Wood, and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're talking about artwork. So it's natural. As humans, we like to create. Humanity has been making art that is still memorialized on walls. We have museums, whole buildings devoted to art. We wear art. Art is part of our experience. It's part of our expression. And children, as a huge and important part of humanity, are drawn into this idea of expression. Some children, like adults, some children are prolific. Some are meticulous. Some are crafters. Some don't like to get messy. Art is unique. A bit like language or like music or anything else that we can say is representative of personality, art is unique. One of the best things about childhood art is the practice of art. There's been a lot in research or in the news or on blogs about how we as adults have forgotten how to play. And in the same way, sometimes we forget how to practice things. We like to be good at things as adults and and just as a human experience, we like to be good at things, but we don't always love the practice of things. And it takes a lot of practice in order to become proficient. But sometimes the practice is the work. So one of the best things about childhood art is there's no expectation that I'm good at this yet. I'm not good at anything yet. I'm good at being me and that's about it. And so everything is practice. Walking is practice. Feeding yourself is practice. Talking is practice. So of course, expression, art, creativity is practice. And it's joyful to get to experiment with different media. It's wonderful to have an opportunity to practice coloring on a big blank sheet of paper with crayons or with markers or to paint or to use sidewalk chalk or to use clay or string beads, anything. The idea of just using these materials is wonderful. We can discover scientific moments of how different forms of art medium work together. If you can use crayons on top of paint or paint on top of crayon and what happens, or if you use sidewalk chalk outside versus using sidewalk chalk on a piece of paper, experimenting with this, how do I feel about this medium? Or what are my color preferences? Or scientific moments like accidental color blending or purposeful color blending. There's so much learning that happens just by having exposure to art and creativity. We get to determine what our color preferences are. It's okay to have color preferences. It's also okay to have preferences with different uh, art forms that maybe I love sculpture and maybe the smell of paint really just turns me off to it. Or maybe the texture of chalk and the messiness of chalk is unpleasant, but I love fine tip markers. That's okay. It's lovely to have the opportunity to practice so that I can determine what my own preferences are. But how can I determine that without just trying? Practice is just trying with no goal in mind. It's all practice. It's all process art. 
There's imagination and big developmental stuff happening. And at a certain age, art becomes more representative, where very young children might be scribbling and making big swirly movements. And it's just really satisfying to have that marker or that pencil on a big piece of paper or to paint and use your whole arm on the easel. That's really a gratifying experience. At some age, children draw people and houses, or their art might look the same, but suddenly to them, it's becoming representative. This is me, and this is you, or there's different developmental stages. First, it's a stick figure, or just a head with appendages, and then suddenly, it's very obvious that there are eyelashes and fingers, and things get more and more refined. It's also lovely for a child to have the opportunity to practice the imagination part of it, of all the practice that's required in order to make the image that's in my mind appear on the page or in the clay or with whatever I'm working with in front of me, making the image in my mind into reality. And that's hard work. And it's also a lovely moment for children to have practice making mistakes, that you can like something even if nobody compliments it, that the satisfaction comes from within. That probably sounds a bit familiar from the Montessori classroom, that it's internal, intrinsic reward. I can determine what I like, not I'm doing this for you or for anyone else. It's okay to be disappointed in your work. I don't think I'm the only one who felt a lot of frustration when my art wasn't as good as my mom's art. I remember a lot of the time asking my mom to draw something for me so that I could color it in because what I could see in my mind never came out on paper. But that's just because she had 30 years more practice than I did. And it's important to give children the the time and the space to practice and also the time and the space to be disappointed. That's okay. You don't have to love everything you create and that's fine too. It's okay to love it and to put it in the recycling or to love what you've created and cut it up or use it as the basis for another project. It doesn't need to be unpleasant or or an unsatisfactory experience in order for it to be discarded. That's a lovely moment of, of letting go of things, of the temporal nature of things that I can make something. I love this. I loved the process of making it, and I don't have to keep it. I can give it away. I can reuse it, or I can recycle it and send it on its way into the universe. All of that is fine. Art for art's sake is a valuable skill in the same way any work is valuable for the sake of the work in and of itself. In the same way... At some stage, art gets given in a gift. We perhaps can all remember giving an adult or a friend or somebody we admire, I made this for you. And sometimes it's true. Sometimes we see the adults around us giving gifts or we remember being given a gift or somebody suggests, would you like to make your aunt a piece of art. I'm going to send her these school photos of you. Would you like to send something also? 
and we suddenly get the idea that we give people things as an expression of love. And sometimes those things are objects, sometimes they're purchased, and sometimes they're made, or sometimes it's uh, our time or a hug. We give people items, time, our affection, our attention as an act of love. And children are brought into the fold in this manner as well. They too want to give something of themselves as an act of love. And sometimes we say, I made this for you, and you can see and feel the genuineness. And sometimes we perhaps can all identify with this of an adult says, oh, I love this. Do you want to tell me about it? And I didn't think it was a very good piece of art, but you seem to like it. So, oh, I made it for you. <laughs> or I, I like this, but... I don't love it, or it didn't turn out quite the way I wanted, but I'm not emotionally ready to let go of it. So here, I made this for you. There's a little bit of letting go that can happen, and we can help children by saying, oh, thank you. Do you want to tell me about your art? Oh, I noticed you used crayons. Which color is your favorite? Or there is a lot of blue on this page. Wow, what were you thinking about when you made this art? We can help children think about their art and reflect on it without giving praise or affirmation or anything, just making observations and seeing if there's anything a child would like to share with us. Children are emulating what they see around them. If there's a fluency with, I like this, but I don't love it, so I'm going to recycle it or use it for a different purpose or use it to create something else, or I really love this. I'm going to keep it somewhere special for the time being, and then when I'm finished, I'm going to let it go. If children see this around them, an appreciation, but also a letting go, there can be a lot more comfort with that process with their art of saying, yes, I enjoyed making this, and I'm ready to let it go. Or, I really love this. I want to keep it forever. Or the genuineness of I made this and I was thinking of you and I know pink is your favorite color, so I made the whole sky pink. We can help children process these important life skills through their art. Minimalism is very popular these days, and for some of us, it, it really makes our lives easier. Uh, for some of us, it creates a bit more challenge, but there's a phrase that you might have heard that's really valuable for determining what adds value to our lives. What do I want to keep and what do I want to let go of, which is a challenge for children. It's a learning process for all of us, but we can sometimes see this especially with children in not wanting to get rid of any art or wanting to give art. And then for us, what do I do with it? When a child gives art as a gift, Marie Kondo, who wrote The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, says that the purpose of a gift is to be given. And so it's up to us as adults, as the gift receiver of these wonderful gifts from children to determine, is this something that fits into my life? Is this something that I want to keep forever? 
is this a true treasure? Is it something I want to keep forever for the time being? Whatever the case may be, was this child giving me this piece of art because it was the only way that they knew how to let go of it or because I was nearby? We can gauge that. We can gauge the relationship with the child. Is this child going to expect to see this on my fridge for the next year? Or does this child live really far away and they just wanted to send me something, a piece of art, the way we send a postcard, perhaps, or a quick text message and this was their way of sharing something. Did the gift do its work? Was the gift, the purpose of the gift to be given in the same way helping a child was the purpose of the art to be made? We all have pieces of art from our childhood where that this is a treasure. Perhaps it was framed and kept forever. Perhaps that oil pastel turned into something magnificent and it's up on the wall next to a fine art print and it just brings joy to you or to whoever you gave the gift to. And it's important to recognize that just because it was made by small hands does not mean it's worth any less. Then again, just because it was a gift that was given to you out of love from someone you love does not mean it needs to be kept for all eternity. You can share in this joyful moment together. You can thank the giver, child or adult. Thank you so much for thinking of me. And then sometimes things are sent on their way to the recycling, to somebody else. And that's okay too. To help children be comfortable with this, of the process of letting go of their art when they're finished. Not every piece of art is a magnificent treasure, and that's okay. Helping children to be comfortable with this, as well as helping us as art receivers be comfortable with this. Did the art do its job of being given as a gift? Did we rejoice in the developmental changes that this art perhaps represent? Were we thankful of the love that this art certainly represented? And now we have choices of what to do with it. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bondeck, and email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at We really love hearing from you. Until next time.